If you open with me tonight, Matthew chapter 16, verse number 19. We'll look at a few verses tonight. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And I want you to take notice of something tonight as uh, we talk about uh, praise and thanksgiving in our prayer life. But we're talking about keys, keys of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter number 16, Matthew chapter 16, verse number 19. We'll start at verse 18. Uh, Jesus speaking to Peter. He says, and I, I also say to you that you are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not overpower it. Jesus is building, building, building a church. Amen? Jesus is building us. The church, who is the church? The church is not mortar and stone. The church is not brick or marble. The, the church are the saints, the living people of God. Amen? The church is the born-again, composed of born-again believers who come to Christ, who repent of their sins, who become new creations in Christ. We are the church. And God is building us. He's building you. He's growing you. You, we need to be built up. The Bible says we need to be built up in our most holy faith for a reason and for a purpose. God has a purpose to unfold in your life and he must build you up that he can unfold as he builds you, unfold you into that purpose that God has. God has a purpose for each one of our lives individually God has a purpose for us corporately as the body of Christ. Amen. And God gives us keys. You never see a, a singular key. It talks about keys. How many of you have, a, uh, I left my keys down there. When you pull out a key ring, you, you, I don't know anybody has just one key on a key ring. Look, Brother Bob and Brother Brandon, you got multiple keys, right? Keys for different things. You have a key for your car a key for your house, a key for whatever uh, thing you have. You have multiple keys, but they belong to you. Nobody else can take those keys. Those keys are specific to you, right? I can take your keys and I would have no clue what they were, what they were good for. But you know the usefulness and, and the, the power that holds that key. Without that key, you can't get into your car. Without that key, you might not be able to get into your house. Without that key, you need a key, and a key has to be specific for a purpose. And so we see Jesus says in verse number 19, he says, I'm going to build my church, Peter, on a rock. He's the rock. Jesus is our rock, really. And it says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. God wants to give us keys. Keys are symbolic of power and authority to loose or to bind. Jesus is saying here, he says, I give you keys uh, the, to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you shall bind on earth or lock shall be locked, and whatever you unlock shall be unlocked. You see, Jesus is trying to say that as believers, we come into a new position in the kingdom of God. We become as children of God, and God reveals to us through his word line upon line precept upon precept 
Jesus teaches us about kingdom principles and keys that can unlock things in our life. A key is for you to use. If you don't put the key in the thing and, and turn it yourself, it's not going to happen. So God teaches us through his word how to unlock blessings, how to unlock the outpouring of things in our life, and things that will lock it or stop things from happening. Now, you can take this verse many different ways. And there's some, some say, oh, they have authority to, 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 to lose people from sin and, and not in confession. And you can take it any way you want to take it. But when you look at the overall thing, God is saying that as believers, God gives you power and authority. Jesus said, I give you power and authority to trample over all the forces of the enemy. God gives us kingdom keys that we are to take hold of and say, aha, this key can unlock this. This key can unlock that. And we need to have different keys at different times to unlock different things. Go to me, uh, go with me to Psalm 100, verse number four. Psalm 100. I want to look at a few things here. I want to talk to you about praise and thanksgiving. There, these praise and thanksgiving is a key, are keys to unlock something in our life. When God says, God says, if you don't praise me, I'll, let, I'll unlock these stones to praise me. That's what Jesus said. He said, if, if, if my people won't praise me, I'll unlock these stones and these stones will praise me. See, God has given us a key, and one of the keys to unleashing and unloosening the, unloosening the blessings of heaven is praise and thanksgiving. If we cannot praise God, we cannot unlock some of the many of the things that God has for us. And so there's people who will not praise God will not open their mouths in a service to praise God. Or when they're home alone, they will not unlock the, the thing to praise God. Might read the word of God and might know God's word, but if they don't take that key and unlock praise in their life, in our lives, I've got to unlock praise in my life. And I've got to let praise flow from me. I have the key for my life. You have the key for your life. No one can make you praise. I can't make you praise. Because forced praise or fabricated praise or manufactured praise or forced praise is not praise. Praise has to come willingly from the heart, from inside outward. And only me, Pastor Al, can unlock the, my spirit to say, praise the Lord. I want to praise the Lord. And so when we have a key of unlocking and allowing ourselves to praise God, blessings are going to flow down. Things are, other things are going to open up in our life. And not only praise, thankfulness. We have a key to be unlocked to say, Lord, I thank you. I know many people who have a hard time giving thanks to God. We got to always be willingly ready and wanting to give thanks to God for all things, for the little things. It says in Psalm 100, verse 4, it says, Enter 
into his gates with thanksgiving. That's unlocking one thing. Entering in, you have a key to enter in. Not anyone can enter into his gates. Only the born again believers who are called by his name, who are washed in the blood, who have come to the cross of Christ, those are the ones who can enter into his gates. The gates are not open to anyone who can willingly walk in. You need a key. That key is the blood of death. That is a, a born-again life. You have a key to enter his gates with thanksgiving. And that's what the Lord says. And how can we not enter the gates of the Lord with thanksgiving? We have much to be thankful for. I wouldn't be here today if Jesus didn't go to Calvary's cross to redeem me of my sin. If I didn't bow my knee at the cross and say, Jesus, I repent of my sins, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be able to enter into his gates and give him thanksgiving. I wouldn't know what that was. But I could, I could enter his gates with thanksgiving. Why? Because I know I'm thankful for my salvation. I'm thankful I'm the redeemed of the Lord. I'm thankful that I am a child of God. And so there are so many people that are ungrateful, unthankful for the things that God has done. You never hear them confess thanksgiving for the, for, the, uh, for the life that they have in Christ Jesus. We might be saved for a hundred years, but if you, I don't hear you giving thanks to the Lord, if the Lord doesn't hear you giving thanks, something is wrong. There's a key that has not been unlocked. And so God says, come, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with, with praise. See, this goes in the, in the church. What is praise and thanksgiving? Praise and thanksgiving has got to be something burning in our heart. I want to praise and give thanks to God more than anything. Before I, before I go to God with the need, I got many needs. I know he's going to hear me. But before I go to him, sometimes we get so caught up. We get so in just running and, and giving out needs. We forget that we should enter his courts with thanksgiving and enter his gates with praise. You are the king. You know, when you approach a dignitary, you just don't walk in the door. Now, even, even sons and child, children of God, he, we're his sons and we're his daughters. I heard preachers say, oh, you ain't got to go, but you just got to run in and just go run in. No, you just don't run in. You got to praise. He's God. He's our father, but he is God. He is holy. He is on a throne of glory. And we need to approach God in a, in a, in a, in a, as children of God, but in a reverent way, praising him and thanking him, knowing, Lord, I know you're my father, but you are great. You are awesome. You are the Lord of the universe. I praise your name that you saved me and redeemed me. We can never forget. We've got to let praise and thankfulness go before us. It must always, praise and thanksgiving, must always, and worship before God should, should be the forerunner to all that we do. Enter his court, be thankful unto him. Look what it says, and bless his name. These are keys that unleash our maturity in God, our growing in God, it takes us from faith to faith. It just unlocks things in our life that we can't just put into words. The more you spend at the altar, I'm, I know growing up in the church uh, in, uh, when I was in Nutley, New Jersey, growing up in that church, 
we used to go to the altar and praise and worship God. And so many times God touched our lives in a powerful way as we were praising and worshiping God at the altar. Not crying out for, for things. We all had needs, but we were just praising and worshiping God and people were healed. Miracles took place. Things were just imparted into our lives because we were praising and worshiping God inwardly and those were keys that unlocked the anointing and power of heaven. And so I, I just want to look to the word of God to say that God tells us, enter his courts, his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise, be thankful and bless his name. These are keys that will not only just, just turn your life around and bless your mind and your spirit, but it will open up the heavens to make ways that, we, that, that you know not of. You want God to do something in your life? Praise him, thank, thank him, praise him and thank him and bless his name. He knows your needs. He wants us to ask. He wants us to, to put our needs before him. But above all things, we've got to enter with praise and thanksgiving before him and, and open up your needs to him. In Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6, turn with me there. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6. You see, this is a wonderful verse because it says, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. You see the connection there? With, don't, worry, don't be anxious about anything. We all have needs. We all have situations and circumstances arise. And life can make us anxious, make us work, you know. But God says, don't be anxious about anything. You see the birds in the air? Don't I take care of them? Don't, the, I clothe the grass, I, I, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all this stuff will be added unto you. What's one of the keys of seeking God is praising him, worshiping, thankful, being thankful to him and blessing his name, being anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. That's an attachment that goes with it. Don't separate the two. Pray and supplicate, and, but with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Father, I thank you that you hear my prayer. I thank you that you are concerned about my life. I thank you that you redeemed me. I thank you that you made me my child. I thank you that you know all that I'm facing. I thank you, Father, that I can turn to you for help. I thank you that you are my help. I thank you that you're the glory and the lifter of my help. I thank you that you're my provider. I thank you that, that by your blood I am redeemed. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Thank God for your needs. Thank God for, for see, by thanking God, you're confessing your faith that God will answer your prayer. Many times people pray, but I never hear, we never hear, thank you, Lord, that, that, that you are the, the, the great victor. Thank you, Lord, that you are the provider and you'll meet this need. Thank God. Add that thanksgiving into your prayers. Try it. See it if it does not work. Because it is a spiritual key that God has given us. Always incorporate praise and thanksgiving with your praying and with your prayers. In Revelation chapter 19, verse number 11, we have much to give praise and thanks for. 
in Revelation 19, verse 11. Write it down or turn to it in your Bible if you like. It says, Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. Jesus is called Faithful and True. Faithful that he will never leave you, never forsake you. He is always looking out for you. He is true. His words will always stand as final. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Jesus, that you are faithful. Even when I am unfaithful, Jesus, you are faithful. Jesus, you are faithful to your word. Your word declares this, and I thank you that you're faithful. I thank you that you are true, that your word, that you never lie, that your word is true. If you said it, if you uh, said it, it is. He is faithful and true. And when we come to God in prayer on a Wednesday night or in your time of prayer at home, Confess, Lord, you are faithful to your word. You are true, and I confess your word over this situation. We, we can confess God is faithful and true over every prayer and situation of your life. You are faithful, Lord, that you're never going to leave me nor forsake me in this time. That your word is true, that by your stripes I am healed. Confess that word. Sometimes the word of God just becomes words to us. This got to be more than words. This is living. This is real. This is reality. This is truth. Jesus is faithful. Jesus is true. It's not just words we say. It is a reality. It is a fact of life. It is a spiritual element of truth that Jesus is faithful to his word. He is faithful to you. If he said it, the Bible says that if God said it, will he not do it? If God spoke it, will he not bring it to pass? And so Jesus is faithful, and we've got to take hold of that and would take hold of it with joy and gladness and say, Jesus, you are faithful. You are true to your word, and I'm standing on your word. I'm confessing your word over this situation, over this circumstance. That's what pray and believe is. Faith is believing Jesus is faithful and true. You cannot believe if Jesus is not faithful and if Jesus is not true, then we have no right to pray. Then we have no right to believe prayers. But because Jesus is faithful, because Jesus is true, because he is the living word of God, we can believe for things that we pray for. We can have faith for what we pray for. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says, He will be called wonderful. Jesus is wonderful to me. Is he wonderful to you? Is he? Jesus, I thank you that you're wonderful to me. You are wonderful, Lord, in all your ways. You are wonderful, Lord God, that, that I... I don't know, I, I just thank you that you are so wonderful, Lord God, that I can cast all my cares upon you. How wonderful is that? That you can cast all your cares upon the Lord because he careth for you, and he's faithful in that he cares for you. Lord, I thank you. I praise you that you are wonderful. You can, you can open up to Isaiah 9, 6, and you can tell him, Lord, I praise you that you are a wonderful, that you are a counselor, that you are a mighty God. I praise you that you are the Prince of Peace. How many times do we do that to the Lord? Why don't we just take time throughout the day to just praise God, 
to just thank him for who he is and what, he, and what he's done. You know, we've got to take a break from always petitioning God with just prayer, with just, just needs. We've got to do that. But we need to take a break from that. We need to just praise God and just thank God for who he is. It will turn your life around. It will transform the way you think about God, the way you live for God. Just take time to just praise him for who he is, that he's faithful, he's true, he's wonderful, he's counsel, he's my counsel, he's mighty God, he's a prince of peace, he's my everlasting father. I praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. When you praise and worship God, keys, you're opening, you're unlocking things that, that, that treasure houses and storehouses in heaven that are just going to just pour out upon you. Blessings will overtake you when you praise and give thanks to God just for who he is. By praising him for who he is, you're receiving the blessings of who he is. They're being poured out upon you. The Bible says he's perfect in Psalm 18, verse 30. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He's a shield to all who trust in him. Father, I thank you that you are perfect, that your word is proven, that you are my shield, you're my protector, you're the glory, the lifter. We have so much to praise and thank God for. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise. Enter into, those, into his presence with the keys that unlock heaven's blessings upon your life. Don't get religious. Don't get legal legalism. I've got to do this and I've got to just praise God and bless God and believe God. That's what God is calling us to do. Believe him by praising him and worshiping him and giving thanks unto his name. All these things will be added unto you, the Bible said. The Bible says we've got to ask, we've got to seek, ask, and knock. God wants to hear us, but he wants to hear us. He wants to hear us, but he wants to hear us praising him. He wants to hear us thanking him for who he is. And God, you cannot hold back the hand of God when you praise and worship him. You cannot. When God, when you thank God, you're unlocking, you've got keys in your hand that you're unlocking storehouses of blessings upon your life. And just the opposite. If we don't praise and thank God throughout the day or through the week, we've just locked up. They're there. The blessings are there. And they don't just come automatically. They're there. But God gives us keys to unlock them and call and let them come down, pour, be poured out upon us. If we live a life of praise and thanksgiving unto him, your life is going to be lived in abundance. If we don't live in praise and thanksgiving to God, we're going to be squeaking by. I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. My people will serve me with joy and gladness, the Bible says. Are you serving God with joy? Are you happy? Are you happy that you're born again? Are you happy that you're a child of God, that you're redeemed? We don't go walking around with a smile plastered onto our face. That, I don't know how we could do that. That doesn't happen. That's not real. But in our hearts and in our spirit, we can have the joy of the Lord and the praise and the thanksgiving of God. Even when we're going through something that makes our, that, that, is, that is tough and stressing us. But I know, Lord, that through this, you are my provider. You are my shield. You, you are faithful and true. You're never going to leave me. That when I walk through the waters, I'm not going to drown because you're faithful and true to me. You're, you're, you're wonderful to me. You're, you're perfect. The word is proven. You're my shield and my buckler. 
that he is just and true. In Revelation 15, 13, it says, just and true are your ways. God doesn't treat one person better than another. God doesn't look out and say, okay, I'm going to bless you today and uh, you next week and uh, uh, maybe on Monday and maybe I'll get to you around Wednesday, maybe, we'll see. God is just and true in all his ways. Whoever comes to him must have faith, the Bible says. Without faith, it is impossible to believe, to, to please God. And those who come to him must believe that he is a rewarder, a blesser of those who come to him with praise and thanksgiving. Father, you've given me the keys of praise and thanksgiving. And I'm using those keys to unlock my blessings to unlock what heaven has for me. Because when you unlock, the, when you're praising and thanking God, you're giving glory to God and you're unlocking things that will be poured out upon you. God is going to be glorified. The world around you is going to see that you're a person who praises God and thanks God for all things. Acts chapter 10, verse number 38, it says, Jesus filled with the Holy Spirit and with power, went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. The devil oppresses everybody. He tries to oppress everybody. But Father, I thank you that Jesus has gone around and given me the keys to resist the devil, that he might flee. That's a key. The key is that you've got to resist. If you don't resist, you've just locked yourself in to being oppressed by the devil. But God has given you a key, a key that says resist. You have the authority to resist the devil and he will flee. When you resist him, how? In the name of Jesus. Father, I praise you that you've given me the power to tread on all forces of the enemy, to, tra to trample on all the forces of Satan. Do you know that you have the key, the power to trample on Satan? You know you have the key to set yourself free from, from his assaults and onslaughts in your life? The Bible says resist him and he will overtake you. The Bible says resist him and he will flee. What is that resist him? Is a key. God has given you a key of you've got to take action to resist him. Stand up and say, I will not accept that. I will not receive this, for God is my Father and my provider. Devil, you cannot rob from me what God has blessed me with. And so whatever it is, you've got to find ways to, 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 to unlock your, your blessing and say, devil, you can't take this. You can't have this. If we're living for God, if we've got to be living for the Lord, we cannot be living in sin and think we have a key to unlock something. But if we're living in repentance, Lord, I know that I'm the redeemed of the Lord. Father, Lord, I know that I am forgiven, washed clean in the blood. I want to live for you. I want to live in your righteousness, Lord. God, you've given me keys. God will give you the keys that you've got the key, the authority, the power to unloose blessings in your life. He went, around, he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. That's why the devil hates Jesus. Because when someone comes to Christ, his work in their life should be done. Because now God has given you power and authority to resist him. And finally, the Bible, well, not finally, but in 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, he who does not love 
does not know God, for God is love. We have been given a key to love. We have not been given a key to fighting and disputing and arguing. We've been given a key to love one another. Jesus says, this is how they'll know that you are my disciples, that you love one another. You have a key. You have a key to either love your brother and sister or to slander them or talk about them or gossip about them. And when you're doing that, you're locking the key of love. And it says, he who does not love doesn't know God. You can't walk around damaging someone with your tongue and then saying you love God. You just can't do it. And your key has just locked some of the blessings off of your life. And when we love, it, it's a key that unlocks and pours out blessings of heaven. This is how they'll know you are my disciples, that you love one another. And these are reasons, Lord, Lord I'll thank you. That you, that you love me. I thank you that you've given me a key and an ability to love my brothers and sisters who are living for the Lord. I don't love those who are doing the devil's work. I don't love those who are slanderers and gossipers. I don't love the, the people who are doing those. I don't love those things. We've got to love the person, but not what they're doing. And until they repent, then, we, then, then they're acceptable. There's a difference between love and forgiveness, love, we've got to have a love for everyone, but people choose to do what they want to do, and you don't embrace the devil, do you? Do you embrace a demon? And so love, God has given us a key to love one another. That's what we've got to strive to do, to love one another. So when we come to God, we have much to do. We can praise him and thank him that he is faithful and true, we can thank him that he's wonderful, counselor, mighty God, prince of peace. We can thankful, thankful for him that he is perfect, that his word is, is proven. We can thank him that he is just and true, that he is, he is the respecter of no man, that he will come into your life and do what he needs to be done. Thank God that he goes around doing good in our life. Thank God that he's a God that loves us and gives us the ability to love one another. And I want to just write these two verses down and we're going to end with these two. In Psalm 69, verses 30 and 32, it says, I will praise Psalm 69, verses 30 and 32. It says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with, with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or bull which has horns and hooves. God doesn't want so much us to go slay animals and put sacrifices. God wants us to be a people who praise him and thank him. And he says, look what he says in verse 32. The humble shall see this and be glad. And you who seek God, your hearts will live. What does it mean, the humble shall see this and be glad? Meaning it's going to see that God is not wanting, wanting the, the, the blood of animals and bulls. God is wanting praise and worship that comes from your heart and from your spirit. This is what pleases God. This is what makes God look that is better, better than any sacrifice, better than any cow or bull or any kind of thing put on an altar and slain. God says, the blood of Christ has been shed for you. One sacrifice has been laid for all. 
if we just give thanks to God through that sacrifice of Christ, through the blood of Christ, give thanks and praise to him, this is what pleases God. And the humble see it and are glad, saying, you know what? I don't have to go get a bull or a goat or a dove or something and slay it on the altar because the lamb was slain for the foundation of the world. The lamb of God, Jesus, was slain. And now all that God wants from me is praise and thanksgiving and a life that will live in righteousness unto his name. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. And we're going to end with this. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it, abounding in your faith, abounding in the way you've been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. This is what God wants of our life. This is a great key that unleashes things in our life that we give God praise and thanksgiving for all things. And when we do that, it unlocks all kinds of blessings, all kinds of things in our lives. And so, yes, we need to petition God, but we've got to praise God and thank God with our lips, with our mouth, with our heart, with our mind, with everything that was within us, we've got to praise and thank God. Two great keys. The Bible never gives us one key. It says there are keys, keys of repentance. Repentance is a doorway to blessing. And when we repent, we're opening a door of blessing. If without repentance, that door of blessing remains locked. You can't receive from God if you do not repent of things that we've done. Once we repent, the doorway is open and the blessings flow. When we have a key, when we praise and thank God, we're, those are keys that open up doorways of blessing. And so there's so many, there's different keys that open up different things for different times and different purposes. But the keys of praise and thanksgiving will open many blessings to your life. Open praise and worship. Have those keys in your hand. And always be looking to unlock in, your, in yourself that time of praise and worship to God. And actually, we should open the door and never have to use the key to lock it. That door of praise and worship should always be open. And we should always be in that place of praising and worshiping God. It will change your life. It will change your life. It will change your situation. It will change your circumstances. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Many times in my life, I was in need. I would go in my backyard, lift my hands to heaven, and praise him. Nobody was there to hear me. Nobody was there to see me but God. I would lift my hands in the dark at night, stars shining in the sky, and I would praise God. Lord, you are the glory and the lifter of my head. You are my provider. I would just go praise him and thank him. You know all my needs. Lord, you are my provider. God has ways, and I've seen it. God makes ways. God provides. God brings it in from, from unexpected ways, and unexpected means God blesses. But try that sometime. When nobody's around or when nobody's looking, go somewhere where somebody can't see you or hear you. Lift your hands to God 
or get down on your knees. It doesn't matter how, what you do, but praise him and bless him and thank him and see if God does not do things that is going to just make you know that you know that you're going to know that you're going to know that God brought in that blessing. God opened that door. God made that way. It, it's happened time and time again in my life. If you never go through hard stuff, if you never face tough situations, if you never face the impossible, you'll never know the power and the mightiness of God. You'll never know the power of praise and worship. But when circumstances come and you're faced with things that are, that are really tough, I've been in, t- I'm telling you, uh, I've been in situations and circumstances that I, I couldn't see any way over them or through them. But I praise God. I lift my hands and praise God and thank him and praise him and thank him. And God has never failed, always has made a way uh, of provision, of blessing, of increase, of different things. These are keys. That's why I'm telling you, they are keys. Praise and thanksgiving to God. You don't have to do it yourself. Do it with your wife. Do it with, with, with whatever. But do, do it yourself. But it, it doesn't have to be just you alone. And that's why when we come together as a church, we should be praising God and thanking him for the wonders of who he is and see if God will not turn things around in your life and make ways. When you face the impossible, know that you have the God of the impossible with you, the God of miracles with you, the God who can do more than we could ever ask or imagine. But take time to praise him and thank him and see if he will not do more than you could ever ask or imagine in your life. Hallelujah. Stand with me this evening.